I lead many middle school and high school girls Bible studies. So I will invite the girls to these Bible studies and they'll begin showing up. Some of them because parents are making them and others because they genuinely want to be there. And throughout that process, I'll just really love on the girls and lead them in Bible studies. And I have this saying that I always tell them that nothing they can say, tell me will make me love them any less than I already do. And I'm always inviting them to let me into their life and letting them know like, you can tell me what's going on in your life and I'll still love you. I want to be there for you through it. Do you sometimes find it challenging to get people to open up to you? What can we do to make relationships safe? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with The Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the first of three podcasts featuring Michelle, a young woman who, because of what God has done in her life, invests in other young women. She grew up thinking that she needed to earn God's love as well as other people's love. She then met a lady in Kenya on a trip there who took some time to explain more clearly the truth that God simply loves us no matter what and that we cannot earn His love in any way. I have with me today Michelle. I met Michelle at a church in Wichita and found out that she has a real heart for disciple making. So thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. As we get started, I'd just like to ask a little bit about your background, kind of how you grew up and how you became a believer. Yes. Um, so I grew up here in Wichita. I became a Christian at a very young age. I grew up in a family where both my parents attended church. They were very strong believers. And so I actually asked Jesus in my heart when I was three years old. It wasn't until I was 20 and God took me to Kenya that I really understood how great His love was for me. When I was in kindergarten, I actually had a teacher um, say some very hurtful things to me that really messed with my self-worth and my identity of who I was in Christ and just how accepting people's love for me. So I grew up through most of middle school and high school suicidal, um, not believing that anyone could truly genuinely love me. And then when, and that bled over into my relationship with God so that I struggled to even accept his love. And while I believed he had to love me because he said he did and he was God, I felt like he probably didn't love me as much as everyone else. And so I was living very much so out of a workspace salvation of trying to earn God's love. And so, which is part of what led me to going on a missions trip to Kenya was because I was trying to earn that love. But then I got to Kenya and right away, this um, woman who was probably in her late 20s, early 30s, just was instantly drawn to me. And she started preaching the gospel over me every single day. And by the end of that trip, I began to form an understanding of the fact that I couldn't earn God's love, but that he truly just genuinely loved me for me because he'd created me and that I was his daughter. And that's when I truly fell head over heels in love with Jesus. And I wanted everyone around me to experience that kind of love and freedom that came with that relationship. Approximately what age were you at that time? I was 20 years old. I 20 years old. Very good. Good. And then tell us kind of what you're doing right now in life. I currently work at a local private Christian school as a seventh grade teacher, and I have been mentoring and discipling girls in the middle school to high school range primarily for the past about eight years. Tell us what that means when you say discipling and mentoring uh, girls in in that uh, age range. Tell me what that means to you. 
depending on the girl, it looks slightly differently. It generally starts out with the fact that I lead many middle school and high school girls Bible studies. So I will invite the girls to these Bible studies and they'll begin showing up. Some of them because parents are making them and others because they genuinely want to be there. And throughout that process, I'll just really love on the girls and lead them in Bible studies. And I have this saying that I always tell them that nothing they can say, tell me will make me love them any less than I already do. And I'm always inviting them to let me into their life and letting them know, like, you can tell me what's going on in your life and I'll still love you. I want to be there for you through it. And as a result, it's not unusual that the girls will begin opening up and they'll want to test those boundaries. <laughs> and as they begin to test them, they find that I'm honest and I truly do genuinely love them. And as they let me into their lives and what's going on in their heartaches, I'm then able to walk alongside them in their life and talk to them about how Jesus can fill the holes in their life. And it also just looks like showing up to basketball games, piano recitals, and inviting them to sometimes just go grocery shopping with me as we have a conversation. What needs do you see these girls expressing? What's going on in their lives that make them desire to get together with you? And, and seek your mentorship? Yes. A lot of them, when they first start coming, they are coming because they have a missing hole in their life of wanting someone who's older than them that's walking alongside them. They are searching for something, but they aren't sure what that is. Um, and it often shows up in either they're seeking validation from relationships or they are just, they have a past wound that hasn't healed. And they're seeking for that healing. And a lot of times it begins to show up in different areas of their life, whether they're dealing with friend issues or if they're getting a little bit older, maybe some dating problems. And they're needing someone to just give them guidance and practical advice of how the Bible applies to their life. A lot of them know various stories of the Bible, but they don't know what those mean for today. And they'll come to me asking questions and about just various heart issues that they're facing. and. I get the opportunity to sit down with them and say, well, here's principles in scripture, wisdom principles of how God applies that, that to your life and uh, reminding them just where their true identity is found because a lot of them have misplaced identities, whether they're placing it in their relationships or in the way that they look or various things like that. They're looking for their identity in the world rather than in Jesus. And as a result, they're feeling very empty and lost. Wow. That's, that's really cool. What uh, what kind of Bible studies do you do with them? Is it a workbook type of Bible study or just you just open up the Bible and start reading? That's kind of slowly changed over the years. Um, when I first began, I was still new to um, Bible study myself. So it looked like I was part of an inductive Bible study and I would take what my teacher taught me that Sunday and then sit down and teach it the very next day to the girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I begin to gain the tools myself, it looks like for some of the girls, like the younger ones, it's more structured. We have a study that we're working through. So for instance, my middle school girls right now, we're walking through the entire Bible and seeing what the meta narrative of scripture is. So they have a firm understanding of the large picture of scripture. But for my high school girls, what we've been doing is we sat down at the beginning of the year and I had them all write me out a list of questions of things that they're either facing in their life or questions they have about the Bible or how the Bible applies to different cultural issues. And each week we tackle a different um, question from scripture. That's great. Do you do this in addition to your job or is this part of your job at the school that you teach at? 
this is in addition to my job. <laughs> wow. When do you meet with them? Um, some of the, the girls I meet with after school, like right afterwards and other ones we schedule various times throughout the week. So I've currently got four different Bible studies that I'm leading after work. And I also keep different nights of the week open for the girls that, because they also know that if they're needing more one-on-one, that we will meet one-on-one to deal with more individual issues as well. Wow. That is so cool. So cool. Do you find that uh, the girls stay with you for several years even, or do they kind of come and go? I found that there's always the core group that tends to stay. And then because right, currently a lot of the girls that I am discipling, they do come from the school that I'm working at. Many of them, like if they return to the school the following year, they'll come right back into the Bible study. And I've had even a few that I've retained even after their family has whether moved on to a different school because of just their family is moving to a different side of town or something. And then I've even had like girls that I graduated through high school last year and they've requested to re- continue to meeting together as college students. Wow. That is awesome. How do you advertise that you're starting a Bible study? When it first began eight years ago, it purely began on accident. Um, I had a girl in my life that was a young high school girl, and she just was kind of like a little sister. And she started asking me a lot of questions. And so I was like, you know what, let's just set a special time aside to meet. And it kind of developed into we'd meet every Saturday morning at a coffee shop. And I mentored her all the way through high school and into college. And I would then got involved in my church's youth ministry. And I really found I was just really developing this heart for the middle school and high school students. So that when I came to the job where I am now, I found that there was a need for these kids to be discipled beyond their school curriculum. So I came to my boss and I asked permission to begin a Bible study with the kids outside of school. And to just contact parents. And she was more than happy to let me do that. So I send out every year an email to all the parents inside the age range that I'm working with. But what's begun happening in the past year is now they're inviting friends that no longer even attend the school. And it's spreading beyond um, kids inside the school. So I've now got students from, I believe it's three different schools attending these studies. It's exciting how the Lord is using you in that in that situation. That's just That's just tremendous. Do you find that most of these girls are believers when they first start meeting with you or are some of them uh, not not Christians yet? It's a combination. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had the students that when they first came, they were not walking with God and they have since surrendered their life to Jesus. And then I've also had the students come in where they came from a strong Christian family and they already had that strong foundation and they were wanting to grow in it. And then I've also even had students show up now that even come from non-believing families, and they're the first Christian in their family. So you were discipled by this person in Kenya, I believe. She had uh, developed a relationship with you, and then that kind of inspired you to carry this on. Is that a correct understanding? Yes. Um, She was only in my life for two weeks, but she changed the course of my life for the rest of it because she showed me how freeing life could be with Jesus and when I'm fully surrendered to him and accept his love in my life. And I wanted other people to be able to have that same experience because as I started talking with other people, I found they were struggling with the same thing. Mm. And I didn't want them to have to spend their whole life trying to earn God's love when it was already freely available for them. It's amazing to me that that you've launched out and done all this and been really used by the Lord, but without any specific training in this area. Have you sought 
some input in your life to learn how to do this? And if so, what did that look like? About three years into it, I began really feeling like I was just under-equipped for it. So at that point in time, I enrolled in college classes to get my degree in biblical and theological studies. Oh, okay. So I ended up going to school for that. And it's interesting because while that definitely helped, I also found that it gave me a lot of book knowledge, but didn't necessarily teach me any hands-on knowledge. And I made a, God, a promise to God as I was going into college that any ministry opportunities that he gave me while I was in school that I would say yes to because I didn't want to gain a bunch of head knowledge and not have heart knowledge. And I wanted to learn how to apply it. So when the time came, as he kept bringing these opportunities along in college, I kept just taking whatever I was learning and then just turning around and teaching it to someone else. I don't know about you, but I am very inspired and impressed by Michelle's story, how she purposely invests in the lives of other young women, accepting them just as they are and planting God's word in their hearts. What a fantastic way to spend one's life. She is involved in making disciples and the Lord has richly blessed her. Next time, we'll learn about some challenges Michelle has faced in this journey, and also we'll learn some of the specifics on what she does during a typical meeting. Join us then as together we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.